Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. Yo, yo, what's going on, man? Yo, it's Wednesday. It's fucking Rap Names Day. Rap Names Podcast, man. We'll be back with another episode. Um, don't ask me the number off the top of my head because I don't know. I just know that it's another fire episode. If you're hearing my voice, you already know it. You know the headline and all that shit, man. It's Mari. Jerv, what's going on, my nigga? Ain't that my brother, you know, you kicking it. You know, we still, we still here, so. Yeah, we are here. We are here. We back here. You know, we going to have that conversation, man. I refrained from tweeting about this album since it dropped because I had too many thoughts on it. And one of the things that I like to do as just like kind of a, a guide for myself as I get like older, I don't tweet about things that I actually care a lot about because people on Twitter don't come there to be like educated on shit. They just want to be right or they just want to tell you how they feel about something, whatever. So we're getting that. We're getting that later. We're getting that later. Um, but you know, we keep this shit off the same way every week, man. You know what I mean? We give y'all our you know current playlists, you know, what we what we fucking with and all that. And what I'm listening to this week might surprise y'all. Um, I'm not sure that you guys have ever heard me mention this artist on this on this platform or any platform for that fact. But um, I have to say, man, shout out to Lucky Day. Um, he just dropped he dropped this album. Um, I want to say it was the same day. It was it was the same day as uh as Ten Talk Four. Um, it's called Candy Drip. I I have yet to hear a song from Lucky Day, let alone a project that I didn't like, and that's saying a lot. Because he's making like legit R&B music. It's not like none of this like new um, new stepped on product. He's not cutting it with anything. This is real life R&B from, you know, the lyrics to the sound to the production to everything. Um, you know, and it's one of those artists that like my wife and I agree on. Like when Lucky Day shit come out, we send it to each other. She'll hit me and be like, you heard Lucky Day new shit? 
And she'll send me a song and I'm like, ooh, like, okay. Or I not do the same to her. Like I asked her, did she hear this album? She's like, oh nah. So we're gonna we gonna bond over that soon, man. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't read too much into that. When I say bond, I really mean bond. I don't mean something else. Um, maybe, maybe I do, I don't know. But um, yeah, I was listening to that. Of course, I was listening to Benny shit. We came to talk about that today. This is the the Tanner Talk 4 episode, you already know. Um, and then and then outside of that, I was just kind of like going back and forth between like um 90s rap like dmx you know what i mean like like it was like a lot of dmx on my shit um i was listening to big of course you know for y'all to see in the video and shit, y'all see the y'all see the big shirt big was fucking insane bro like you you ever really said i know last week we talked about this and you were talking about pop catalog and how it's like man when you really remember but big used to go so crazy bro like this i i i personally cannot put anybody over big like and i know that hove deserves it i know he does he does and if we have a real conversation he is the goat I just, man, it's just tough saying somebody's over big, bro. Like, that nigga was incredible, man. Kicking the door. Niggas, like, oh, man. Yeah. That was my, that was my playlist for the, for the, for the week, though. What you, uh, what you, what you been fucking with? Um, so, uh, I, I, I've been still listening to Conway's project, his okay. last joint. Okay. Um, which sent me into a, you know, deep dive into like, what was it, Lulu? And like mm-hmm. all them Jones or whatever, like you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Uh, so uh, definitely was listening to uh, you know, and when you listen to one, that turns into a whole thing of listening to the you whole already group. know. Yep. Um, so um, you know, what's the John West had the Paris John? Um, yeah, pray for uh, Paris. Pray for Paris. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Um, so I was listening to that, and mm. then you know, nat- naturally I was listening to Benny's project mm-hmm. um, as, as well, um, and. Uh, you know, I'm I'm still I'm still heavy in, in my uh my West Coast bag. Okay. Um, still riding high from the Super Bowl. From the Super Bowl, yeah. Um, and you know, and it doesn't it doesn't hurt that LeBron got that commercial with uh with Dre's uh with, ne- <laughs> with next episode playing in the background. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, All type so, of nostalgia. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I did a little bit of listening to games uh pro- games projects, some of the games work or whatever. Uh, okay. And uh, you know my my thoughts on games still are the same. He's lyrically, you know, he he he's he's one of them. Yeah, you know, he, he he can spit. It's just that you know, I, <laughs> it's a little asterisk. It's an asterisk buying. Yeah, yeah. I can't deal with all the name dropping. So, so and, does that does that not um that that's an interesting like thing that you bring up, right? Like, how do you toe the line of like I don't like what he does in real life, but he's so nice. Like, does he have to be of a certain caliber of nice? For you to overlook that shit, or can you just separate it off the rip? Nah, some stuff I just be cool on, bro. Like if you okay. if you a corny nigga, I just can't fuck with you. Okay. Right? Like I think that's one of the things about being a thorough nigga is that when you, yeah. when, when niggas is corny, no matter what they do, it's just like we, we're not gonna, gonna be able to relate. Yeah, we just hey man, must 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 respect. Get your money, bro. It's right. just, that shit ain't for me. Right. Um. So, but it is it, as for game specifically. Um. You know, my issue with game being that who you know. Being you know how old my age and and and, yeah. and you know how I was consuming hip hop at the time, um, I, I really lost a lot of respect for Game when all that him leaving G Unit and mm-hmm. then like him having the beef with with Chris and Neef and all them yeah, and, yeah, then, yeah. and then like you know one one moment he's you know all oh, fuck Hove Hove's this then the third and then the next moment he's talking about how Jay Z's his favorite rapper bro, and bro you know like all that you, shit all that wishy washy shit the just biggest got the biggest backpedal I've ever heard in my entire life to this day 
is when they asked Game, when he said, I don't do button-up shirts and dry Maybachs, right? Mm-hmm. When they asked him directly, was that a shot of Jay-Z? This man said, no, I was talking about Ja Rule. Now, whoever was around back then during that time, 2000 and, you know, whatever it was, four or five, the only person that we knew musically in rap in the culture who was doing button-ups and Maybachs was Jay-Z. Let's not kid ourselves. Let's not act like... You know, I'm not saying nobody else in the world had a Maybach or a button-up. That's not what I'm saying. But he was he was known for going that hole around that time. And he said, I don't do button-up shirts or dry Maybachs. When the fuck have we ever thought Ja Rule when you say button-ups and Maybachs? When? Never. It's the worst backpedal I ever heard in my life, dog. And I've heard a lot. I've, I've heard a lot. I've seen a lot of NFL. I mean, but that's him. That's his. He, he, that, but that's him in a nutshell. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the whole... The whole shit, like even you know, we touched on it before, but even the whole him, him, his comments on drink champs oh, and yeah, shit, yeah, like, yeah. like my nigga, like yo, fuck out of here, dog. Like Dre, <laughs> Kanye did more for you than than Dre did. Like I get what you're trying to say, and the wild part is, is that I, I then listened to uh, the Easy um, song, and this nigga's talking about how fucking dope of a person fucking Dr. Dre is, and how Bro. we like. And yeah, he's whatever, speaking from a, he's speaking from a place of hurt when he says that because to me it sounds like Kanye answered the phone and like heard me out more than like Dr. Dre probably and Dre ain't put Dre ain't put him on stage at the Super Bowl point right blank. absolutely and that, and that was so recent that it's like it's on his mind and I always think that when he talks about Dre is from like they sell his whole second album the whole rollout the name of it the Doctor's Advocate like it was the whole thing it's like come on bro like come on let's let's stop playing these fucking games um you know. But yeah, shout out the game in any case, you know, musically. Uh, I don't know him in real life, so I, I can't speak to his character or nothing, but I like his music. He's a great rapper. You know what I mean? Shout out to him. Um, speaking of another great rapper, Freddie Gibbs, man. Shout out to Gibbs. Fuck with Gibbs. I'm a, I'm a huge uh, Gibbs fan. I'm, I'm debating on whether or not I want to go to this concert down here in May, man. Um, I think it's going to be like mad, dirty niggas and like no women there. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I want to get out of my bed to go around a bunch of like because like how does this sound i'm gonna get out of my bed leave my beautiful family and go hang around a bunch of strange men that's smoking probably black and miles and shit who i don't know to listen to rap like i don't i don't know if i'm gonna do that um and i don't know what's the crowd like the, i don't know the women crowd that freddie gibbs is bringing out there's no disrespect to him he probably gets a lot of play with the women but like the crowd he's bringing out I don't know if it's for me I, i'm yeah I'm, I'm Fre- sure. freddie gibbs doesn't strike me as the individual that brings him out yeah, um, he probably I mean, gets them, but like brings them out. They'll, 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 yeah, they'll be yeah, some there. It's different. They'll you know be with I mean? niggas, probably, or or look like niggas. niggas. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm just being honest, my nigga. I, you know, he's <laughs> 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 a wild boy. <laughs> my bad. Um, no, but I want to shout. <laughs> I want to shout out Freddie Gibbs, man, because um. He's about to be on Power, our favorite show, Jer. Our favorite show on TV right now, Power Force. Tommy, you know, like, of course, if you guys don't listen to the OG show, you know, like, I'm talking shit. Like, this show is terrible. Um, I'm glad I, I caught you guys. Uh, I caught the bomb episode. I, I wasn't able to record with y'all, but I, I heard the episode. And, um, yeah, yes, you you said, hey, I was like, my nigga, I'm glad you said that. When you was like, yeah, he cool, but he's the classic case of, he don't need his own team, my nigga. He don't need his some own niggas, team. Some niggas, some niggas just need to be <laughs> pipping, bro. Everybody can't be Mike. Yeah, man. Yeah, not hundred percent. But um, but Freddie Gibbs is supposed to be. I don't know how uh in depth of a role he has. 
I don't know if it's going to be like a recurring character. I don't know yet. But he tweeted out that 50 was the GOAT for putting him on power. He's supposed to be playing a um, – let me, let me make sure I have my – Let me guess. Let me guess. He's in he, He's in the CBI. <laughs> and he's and, 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 and he's and he's one of the new henchmen that they have on the scene, ready to take out time. Um, maybe maybe he's playing a uh, you know, a crazy unpredictable hustler named Buddy, who um, who basically is he's dapping up uh, uh, Jannard, who is in the CBI. So who knows? Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe he's the guy they recruited and was like, "Oh, this nigga crazy." Like we gonna get him to, you know. I mean, no, 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 no shots and no disrespect to Freddie. Get your, you get your bread. Happy that you're venturing out and you know, what I mean, you, you, you yeah. experiencing a new thing, mm-hmm. whatever, yada yada. But I mean, it ain't like he's got much of an opportunity to like stretches his. Well, he's playing abilities on that show. Well, I, well, I don't know because I just, I just read this. It said that he's uh, you know Freddie Gibbs is from Gary, Indiana, which is like baby Chicago. Gary is so mm-hmm. close to Chicago, it might as well be Chicago. He's playing a kingpin, a drug kingpin. Go figure. Um, in Gary, Indiana, so you know maybe he won't get a chance to do a lot of acting because a lot of that shit might be really just him, just like reflecting shit. You know what I mean? So maybe I don't. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I bet you, I bet you, Tommy kills him. That'd be crazy, right? Like Tommy gets the like that's his signature moment of the show is like at the expense of fucking Freddie Gibbs. Um, yeah, that show is just you know I I don't know though I got a hard time um giving a fuck about it because none of the characters make me give a fuck. I think that's what it is. Like none of these these characters are very vanilla, very vanilla. Like it's Tommy, and then it's like and it's only Tommy because I know him already. If I didn't know this nigga already, I would be like, whatever. Like, I don't give a fuck. Um, but I'm looking forward to that. He's actually in the show too. Uh, on on um on Peacock right now. Like, he, he's on the, he's on the fucking show. Let me get the name of this shit right quick. I think I sent I sent y'all niggas the um sent y'all niggas the trailer the other day. Let's see what the name of this show is, dog. This shit is um Bust Down. Shit is called Bust Down. He's it, it seems like he's playing like a nigga that he would be in real life too. So I I can't wait to check that out. Um. Reserve, man. I want to. I want to talk about this serious topic, man. It's a serious topic in the community right now. You know, uh, you're the resident Philadelphia 76ers fan, the resident rap fan, all of that. What do you feel about James Harden's of you know his love for uh, partying with rappers, whether it's after a loss, a win, whatever? Like, what do you feel about it? You know, because he's been doing this a long time with Meek, Nas, Lil Baby. What do you what, what do you think about it as a, he's he's playing for your team now? How do you feel about this? I mean, my I'm I'm a I'm a wild individual when it comes to these type topics because uh, my first initial thought when I saw the picture surface of homie in the club, I was just like, I know this nigga not out like right now. Like, <laughs> After a loss, we too. Just, we, we just we just got them we just got them cheeks clapped, my G. Like <laughs> like yo, <laughs> yeah, you out you out partying in the club. And then I was just like, all right, well, and then I was, you know, once I realized it was, and then my thing was, yo, uh, shout out to us as Philadelphia fans for not snapping, because I know that, you know, most people probably would think that we as Philadelphians would, would be snapping off of this, right? My thing is this. I'm a firm believer is, yo, when you nice, you get to do what the fuck you want to do. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Yeah. I'm watching, I'm watching uh Showtime and my nigga Kareem out here doing namaste on the fucking lawn. And, and he's the you know what I mean? So like this whole perspective of oh, he's a superstar, he needs like I nah, yo, like yeah. as long as you come to play, I, I'm Gucci. I mean, it's just you know, with him, it's just like eh, my nigga, like if you're gonna do that. I kind of don't need you to become those small and big games though. Like, like say go. what you want to say about my nigga AI. My nigga AI will fucking party to the night before, get lit, shut the club down, probably fuck like two or three Jones, and then be up to like five, six in the morning and still give you 50 the next day. He'll night. still come be AI. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and I think I think that's the thing about Philly is like. I don't think y'all necessarily care about a nigga, you know, uh, accepting like the culture there and like becoming a part of it himself. As long as you show up on game day, you know what I'm saying? You show up on game day. And, and my thing is this too, right? Like I know it's cool to get jokes off on Harden because he goes out the party after wins or losses or whatever. But the same way that people said that LeBron James is just living his best life. He's not playing in a game right now, no matter if the Lakers are nine games under 500 or not. He was at the Super Bowl rapping, you know, uh, enjoying himself with people like, oh, you want him to just be down and out just because his basketball team is doing bad? So I kind of side with Harden on this aspect of it because it's like, yes, the optics of it look crazy. We just got smoke on national TV, you know, by a rival now. It's a new rival now. And then you going out partying like it don't matter. I'm a firm believer in. I'm glad that this new age of basketball players, like they adopt the mentality that basketball isn't their life because the old generation where basketball was their life, when basketball was taken away from them, they went down very dark paths because all they had was basketball. These new players today, it's like, bro, if basketball gets taken away from them. I still have a safety net, whether it's the money, whether it's the business things I'm into, whether it's the, the network I've built up. I got a safety net. So basketball is not everything. I remember everybody tried to give like Anthony Edwards some shit about that before the draft. Like he said, basketball isn't his life. It's not. He can be done with basketball at 33 years old. And then he still has like a, a, a life to live after that. So I don't really, you know, I don't really trip too much on that shit, man. You know what I mean? I've seen people making a big deal out of it, but I mean, what like, what do we Bro, do? When you, if you, if you making $40 million a year or whatever it is, and you have an ass day at work, you gonna go out afterwards and get yourself some drinks and shit. Yeah, it's just that it's just that don't you know no shot, but like don't nobody give a fuck that you went out. Yeah, nobody cares. Like no, and and, and that's exactly that's important to say. You do the same thing that all these NBA players do. It's just nobody cares because you don't do your job on TV. Imagine whatever job you do, a camera was put on you for your duration of your shift, and you had to perform that job. And then whatever you did for that night, like let's say let's say you did some bullshit at work today and you went to sleep early. People will judge you, nigga. Like, what you mean you're going to sleep early? Nah, nigga, you need to be up figuring out how you're going to fix this shit tomorrow. Like, bro, nah, it's come on, dog. As long as this nigga show up and play basketball, that's all shit, you know, that's all, that's all niggas should care about. Like, honestly, I, I I don't I don't really give a fuck about it. Like I said, it's cool to get jokes off on them, but I mean, come on, dog. Y'all going to give LeBron James that grace and not, and I'm not saying James Harden is LeBron James for all you niggas that's, well, that's LeBron. LeBron's team is ass right now. James Harden's team isn't. So let's not. <laughs> Let's not do that. Let's not play them type of games. Do you identify as crypto curious? If you've thought about entering the world of cryptocurrency but felt a little overwhelmed, Coinbase makes learning to buy and sell simple. Cryptocurrency might feel like a secret exclusive club, but Coinbase believes that everyone everywhere should be able to get in the door. Whether you've been trading for years or just getting started, Coinbase can help. 
Coinbase offers a trusted and easy-to-use platform to buy, sell, and spend cryptocurrency. They support the most popular digital currencies on the market and make them accessible to everyone. They offer portfolio management and protection, learning resources, and a mobile app so you can trade securely and monitor your crypto all in one place. Millions of people in over 100 countries trust Coinbase with their digital assets. Whether you're looking to diversify, just getting started, or searching for a better way to access crypto markets, start today with Coinbase. And for a limited time, new users can get $10 in free Bitcoin when you sign up today at Coinbase.com slash B-O-M-M. Sign up at Coinbase.com slash B-O-M-M for $10 in free Bitcoin. This offers for a limited time only, so be sure to sign up today. That's Coinbase.com slash B-O-M-M. Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher-turned-podcast producer, and I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum-sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. ButcherBox takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at ButcherBox.com slash Dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Finally. Finally, my nigga. Finally. We got 10 to talk for. We got 10 to talk for, dog. I got to give Benny a round of applause with this shit, man. Benny, Griselda. Alchemist, Damager, Westside Gun, all them niggas. Like, I have to, I got to tip my cap, man, because this shit is like, it's better than even I expected, you know? And like, obviously, if you guys been following me for however long or been, you know, listening to this podcast at all, you know that Benny is my favorite rapper. So I would be the most harsh critic on this project, but he did exactly what I wanted him to do. Derringer, Alchemist, and let Westside Gun EP it. That's it. That's the formula for a classic for any nigga in Griselda. And that's exactly what Benny did on this. Um, before I go, give you my whole, you know, and we, and we got to do this. We got to do this like we did for Ross album. We got to go song for song and check off all the boxes and make sure, you know what I mean, that we we score it right. Um, how did you feel about it? First time you, you put it on, you listened to it. What's your initial initial thoughts, overall feelings on it? Uh, So my first thought was, like i was like oh i like the album man like you know what i mean i see what benny trying to do um he's he kind of took a page out of conway's page book 
um, to a degree. Not saying he got it from Conway just because Conway's album dropped first. Um, as far as like you know, trying to show the maturization of the flow, the maturization of life, um, trying to uh, recap some of the life life uh, moments that that happened to him, and, and put all that pain and everything onto onto the project and so forth. Um, uh, my, I, I, I do think the album starts off amazing. Um, I do think that it doesn't necessarily end, uh, weak, but I think it doesn't, I, it's not Tana talk three to me. Right. Um, and I know that's not fair because that's, you know, that's arguably his best, his best project. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, it's uh it's fair it's not fair to to measure anything up against that unless unless that artist and no shot at Benny but unless that artist is truly one of the, the the great 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 ones you know we don't really see many really good artists top their best work they came out of you know they usually have a a best yeah. project and then everything else afterwards is either cool good or whatever the case may be um I think what Benny tried to do on this album and um. He tried to follow up what he did with Burden Proof, which was that to me, that was the album that said, all right, Benny is a star. He has the ability or he potentially has the, the opportunity to become one of those artists that has the streets, but also cracks into that mainstream world and, and gets that mainstream love. So I mm -hmm. felt like on this particular project, what he was trying to do is take that next step and 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 potentially get that radio hit potentially get that um not radio hit that's a bad way to say it, but potentially get that top 100 song or whatever or get that that summer anthem or get that blah 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 or that thing that pops up in commercials and things like that like i felt like that's where benny that's that's benny's role as far as in the group and i felt like that's what he was trying to do i don't think he hit that mark on it it's not saying that the album is bad or anything like because i do like the album i think the album is dope i listen to it plenty of times um i can almost listen to it start to finish but i see I, in my humble opinion i see what he was trying to do and i don't think he hit that mark but it's not a knock on him because at the same time, that's something that's very, 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 very hard for artists to do, especially when they've been labeled or they come up under a certain code or a certain, um, you know, uh, yeah. lane or whatever. And Benny's lane is the streets. And it's, you know, it's hard for street artists, street street dudes to, 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 to keep the streets while at the same time cracking that, that other side and getting them, them folk to like you or whatever. And yeah. I felt like, I feel like that, I feel like that's his purpose right now as an artist, not purpose, but that's what he's trying to do right now is, is become the, the star that everyone kind of could see that he had the potential to be on, mm -hmm. on the, on the last on burning the proof joint. Mm -hmm. Um, so with all that being said, I think the album is really, really good. I don't think it's better than the Tana talk three, I, I, but I think it's really, really good. And I think that he's showing that, he has the ability or the potential to do what I just all, all what I just said. Yeah. It's just a matter of whether or not he can figure out the code to get it. Because like I said, it's very hard to figure out that this ain't, this ain't the nineties. You know what I mean? This is 2022 where mm -hmm. you got to have a dance. You mm -hmm. got to have all these type of things in order to make like Benny right now to me is trying to get 
not in a bad way, but he's trying to get that that TikTok song. He's trying to get that Instagram song that's under everyone's real and stuff like that. Not in a joking way, but in the yo, like you see me, I'm out here fly right now. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm, I'm doing me. You know what I mean? So I feel like he missed that mark. But as an album, as a project, I think it was really really good. Um, I think he's I think he should be done with that series because I feel like the name on that series says something. And you playing yeah. with fire every single time you keep bringing it back out because one of them Jones ain't going to hit. It's just, it's just, it's just the, you know, the law of nature. Mm-hmm. I'm glad, I'm glad I let you go first. <laughs> because I feel the complete opposite, the complete opposite, but I'm going to tell you why though, right? I think what you were describing when you said he was trying to get like the hit, like the song to, I think if any song of his is going to be like that, I think legend is like the song that I hear people playing like the most who are like casual fans. And that was on Burden of Proof. That's your sentiments on this is where my sentiments on Burden of Proof, which I love that album, by the way. Um, But I thought that was his shot at like, okay, let me go collab with like the, you know, um, I got Hit Boy right here, right? I got Rick Ross on this shit. Let me go out here and get, I got Big Sean, I got Lil Wayne. That felt like more of a label album than this. This to me felt like, Okay, I got away from the not the Griselda sound because that wouldn't be accurate, but I got away from giving y'all niggas which I signed up for in the first place. And that was Derringer Beats, Alchemist Beats, Dope Talk. I feel like on this album, he was going for the complete opposite of Burden of Proof. And not that he didn't like Burden of Proof or like he probably thought it was a, you know, whatever. <clears throat> I just think that it was like, okay, it's time for me to give y'all niggas this. Because this was his last album uh, contractually with Griselda. His next album will be his Dev Jam album, which will be like his, uh, you know, it'll be his, de- his debut on Dev Jam, and he signed for a one album deal. This album I thought was perfect. Like, I really, I really thought this album was perfect because he, there was no song on here that I think could be, I'm not, I don't want to say could be played on the radio and not even in a bad way, like you said. I just think this album wasn't for that. This album was for like, Niggas like me, who was like, okay, just go in there, give me a handful of songs, right? Like it's what, 12, it's 12 songs on here if I'm, if I'm, yeah, it's 12 songs, no skits, no fillers, no nothing. The album starts off with Johnny P's Caddy, which, you know, set the tone, Um, you know, when he, when he, when he dropped it a while back. You got 10 more commandments on here with Diddy, and I think he did that beautifully. You know, you start from 20 and, go, you know, work your way back, and it's, you know, it's, I like the creative aspect of that. Um, there was a lot of like callbacks on this album, I think. Um, when you listen to Thawi's Revenge, even the title, right? Like you look at the look at the name of the you know the songs on here, right? Tyson vs. Ali, Uncle Bun, Thawi's Revenge, Billy Joe, Guerrero, Bustle Brick Nick, Mr. Childhood. You can tell West Side Gun EP this from two miles away, because this is the way that West Side Gun albums are kind of structured, like with names behind the songs and shit like that. Um, but Thawi's Revenge was kind of a callback flow-wise to uh, 3.30 in Houston. Like, if you remember, he made a song about when he got shot in Houston. And the flow he kind of used on that was kind of new at the time for him. And he kind of, you know, did a callback on this. And <clears throat> the song Guerrero, I think, is the most creative song on the whole tape because he, like, maybe I want to say, like, a minute in, I realized what he was doing. And he was just making a bunch of flips of like the name of his songs. You know, he, he put like all the names of his songs in that verse that he had. So he was talking about Broken Bottles and Scarface versus Sosa. You go back and listen to it for anybody who didn't catch that on the first 10 listens or whatever. Like that's what he's doing. He's, he's you know, he's putting all the names in there. So 
Bust a brick, Nick. That's that's even a callback right there. Like Westside Gun mentioned Bust a brick, Nick on um his song. It was a uh, Jose Canseco with with, with with um Stove God. He, he mentioned same same block as Bust a brick, Nick. Pardon me, like I'm a super like Griselda, like I'm nerd out over Griselda music. So like when I hear certain shit or I see certain titles, I'm like, all right, that's from this. Um, Bust a brick, Nick is like the it's the hardest rap song I heard in a very long time. Very long time. He didn't take one bar off on his shit from from the moment he started rapping to the end of the song. Like he went fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I think that I think that he just I think this album was executed perfectly because it was for niggas like me. It was like, look, let me give you this because you heard me on you know plugs I met too. I did a heavy fraud, you know, sound, experimented with that. I did the hit boy shit, experimented with that. Now let me give you this right here. And I don't think he would have put Tanner Talk on that unless he knew. It was going to be of a certain, you know, certain sound because he Santa Talk Three is is his classic. That's the classic that people put, you know, uh, next to Benny's name. Like that's his, that's his one. That's like, yeah, you can't even play with that. You can't play with the name of it. Um, I do agree with you on the Santa Talk series not being like extended and not because I don't think Four is good. Like I think Santa Talk Four, like I said, I think it's a perfect album. I just don't want to keep getting Tanner talks because like at a, at a certain point it's going to be like, you're going to, you're going to be too big to make a Tanner talk. That's going to be like for me again, after this, this shit right here is incredible though. Um, <clears throat> Stove got cooks, got a look on the album, which I love. Benny previewed that a couple months ago. I don't know if y'all, if y'all remember a couple, you know, some, some pods ago, I talked about that and that's the same song that's that ended up on here. Um, he got Bodie James on here. Like shout out to Bodie. That's, that's fucking incredible. Getting Diddy on the album is crazy. Like niggas can't just get Diddy on an album. You get Diddy and Prem on the same song, album, and all that. Like, and and it's and it's an old to Biggie. Niggas not just doing that. You know what I'm saying? Um, you got Conway on here, of course. Thirty Eight Special went crazy per usual. Um, Westside he kept the features to a minimum, and I was scared at first because when he did his interview, I want to say it was with Boulay Kev or Breakfast Club or something. He was talking about how he was going to work with people who he hadn't worked with yet. And I was like, I hope I don't see no Lil's, Lil's or Young's or niggas with names I can't pronounce. Like, I, I really hope so. I was I was I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised when none of them niggas made the cut. So um, so we gotta we gotta do the uh we gotta we gotta do what we did to Rick Ross shit. We gotta go one to twelve. There ain't that many songs. We gotta go one to twelve and we gotta get it, we gotta give the the score on this shit and score it at the end. Um Number one, off the rip. We talked about this before. Johnny Peach, Caddy featuring J. Cole. Set the tempo, set the tone with the album. Um, yes, it's a yes for me for this. Mm-hmm. That's a yes. It's a yes across the board. Now let's get to back, back two times featuring Stove God Cooks that I just talked about right there. Um, super yes for me on this. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's yes. a yes. Stove God went fucking crazy, like. Fucking Barkley line, like, come on, my niggas, like, stop playing with that nigga. Um, super plug, come on, dog. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's a fucking yes, man. Um, <laughs> I want, I want to see where Jerry Veer off here, here. So, weekend in the Perry's featuring Bodie James. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm a Detroit nigga through and through, bro. Bodie James with Ben, like, come on, yes, one thousand percent, yes, yes. Um, mm-hmm. Tim more come on, Tim more commandments. Yes, we're not even gonna play with that. Yes, Tim yep. more commandments is it Tyson versus Ali featuring Conway? Whew. Yes, yeah, 
Okay. So far, so good. So far, so good. We on. I know. I know. I know it's coming up soon. Um, Uncle Bun featuring Thirty Eight Special. Two thumbs up. Yes. Always good to hear from Thirty Eight Special. Always. Uh, where we at? Yep. I like that, John. Yep. Uncle Bun. Okay. Dowie's Revenge. Listen, they showed the behind the scenes shit where Alchemist. We was like telling Benny, like, look, this part of the beat is like you turning a corner. And it's building up and all that. And I, I just I'm just always here for like behind the scenes footage of shit like that, especially with two greats like this. Um, that was revenge, yes. When I first heard this shit, I put it on repeat. It's the first song I played on repeat on the on, on the tape up to this point. Um, I, I mean that's a yes for me, but if somebody tells me they don't like it, I get it. Okay. Well, not that you don't like I don't I don't not like anything on the album. Let me make that that clear. Like I like I'm just going off of like, you know, if we if we yeah. letting it ride, like if am I gonna ask you to play this this song? If I'm making a playlist, am I putting this this particular song on my my playlist of songs that I want to make sure that I, you know, I keep in a rotation for a little yeah. bit to make sure I keep listening to them. Yeah. Then we get to Billy Joe. Yes. Yes. One thousand percent yes. Um, it's, again, it's one of the Jones where it's like, I like the song. I don't think it's bad, but I'm not putting it on my playlist. I'm okay. probably not. Like the first seven songs, like first, I mean, for, first seven songs of John Westside and, um, and, 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 excuse me, the first eight, the first seven in first John Westside are, 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 are like all like, yo, when I'm making my playlist, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, so, I'm putting so. all them on there. So we're at number nine right now. So number 10, Guerrero featuring West Side Gun. Again, I just yes. told y'all how I feel about this song. Jerv just said, yes, it's the most creative song that I've heard from, from Benny in a minute. Um, just because I think that he he doesn't, I, I don't want to say he doesn't do this, but his style of rapping is not like all the way centered around like doing this, like with putting the titles, incorporating all these titles into a verse. And like I said, I, you notice it, like, you know, a little while in, you're like, oh, okay, I see what he's doing. You hear a couple of titles you recognize, and it's like, okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, this, this is like one of my favorites on the uh on, on the joint. So yes. Now we get to number 11, Bust a Brick Nick. Listen, I just told y'all niggas, this is one of the hardest rap songs, one of the best written songs I've heard in a very long time, dog. Listen to a lot of rap. This shit is insane. Like that nigga is going fucking crazy on Bust a Brick Nick, bro. Like, yeah, that's a yes for me. That nigga said, how you going to say I'm Hollywood, bitch, and you ain't never been? You know how many niggas in the industry going to start using that line now? Like, don't be surprised if you see, you know, mad at these NBA niggas, Laker Clipper niggas, and, you know, uh, fucking actors and af all these niggas. Like, you know how many niggas probably get called Hollywood every day by somebody who don't know what the fuck that means? They just heard it from somebody else and they just saying it? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm sure that shit is happening. You know, it's a fucking epidemic right now. Um, and then Mr. Chow Hall, Mr. Chow Hall, I think was, um, it was, it was, it was like the most out of all of these songs on here. It was like the most, um, I don't even know how I want to, how I want to like, I don't know. It was, it was transparent. It was like him getting a lot of shit off his chest. It was him kind of like popping his shit, but just like reflecting. I thought it was the perfect outro. Yes. Yes. 1000% yes for me for this song. Yeah. It's all right. I like the John. <laughs> I like it. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, but again, you we just went through 
fucking 12 songs. Like, I, yeah. I probably said yes to like nine of them. Yeah. So which it ain't is, like I'm it's still great. Yeah. Yeah. Still yeah like, I mean, it's, yeah. it's a really good project. Um, Man. I just think I I just I I think I I mean I guess I just was expecting um and maybe maybe he's saving it for his I guess I was probably hoping he got all of his his the bullshit out the way off on this joint. Um and what I mean is is that get the bullshit out the way because you know that when that first Def Jam album comes out. Like I wanted him to get in his rhythm of what that Def Jam album is going to have to be. Oh yeah, see, nah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't want that at all. I didn't want that at all. On this. I mean, I, I, I mean, I guess I'm looking at it for the longevity of of the projects. You looking at like figure the progression? Out, yeah, I, I see. I got you. Yeah. If he can figure out it, if he can, like, if he can figure out the game, like, like Ross. Ross came out with Port of Miami. That's his first John, right? Ross figured it out off top with the first album. Yeah, I, and when you yeah. do a fucking when you do a studio, John, they got they going they it's always certain shit. I mean, sometimes you just be wanting cast to stay independent or stay yeah. stay where they at, you know. Yeah, once, once, they, once mean, they start expanding the brand and all that, like people. Yeah, and once them out. budgets get bigger and and now you you can get Katy Perry on the fucking hook. Then you just do to, it. You do it because yeah. it's like I'm a hood nigga that got Katy Perry in the song. So you do it for like the. I, I mean, yeah, and, and you you know that. Katy Perry on the song is going to make it yeah, top it's going, 10. It's going number one tonight. Yeah, it's going to be number one for a week. Yeah, I like I again. I think this album, depending on um, that's why I said I'm glad that you said what you said about it is because like it's a couple of different perspectives out there. Like I've heard people who didn't like the album, they was blaming Def Jam for it, and I was like, this is not a Def Jam album. This is a Griselda album. He did exactly what he wanted to do on it. He got Alchemist and Danger. Like Def Jam wouldn't. I'm not saying that Alchemist and Danger are nobody. Niggas, these niggas are great. Alchemist is my favorite producer ever. But Def Jam is probably not. They they trust Benny. I'm of, of course, right? Like they trust him. They trust him to deliver on what he's gonna do. But they're not signing off on an album with two producers on it. They're gonna get the biggest reach they can get because it's Def Jam. So they want you to work with certain guys. I hope they let. I, you know I hope saying? they let them. I hope they still let them do some West projects. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Def Jam John. I'm, I'm sure he wouldn't have took the deal if he couldn't move how he wanted. Because I think I heard him kind of allude to that in the Bootleg Kev interview, where he was like, he owed him one album, and he was like, they trust me to do what you know I came to do. They trust me to deliver on this. They trust me to just do my thing. And it's like they could have asked him. To it's a one album deal. deal. It's a one album. According to him, it's a one album deal. It's one album because people that's thought real, that this that's was interesting. It. Yeah. No. It, yes. Absolutely. But it's like because of what he I'm but but the thing is, I don't know if it's one album from him, or it's like, all right, you got your one album, now give me your artist out. Like, I don't know. I don't know the details of it and all that. I'm sure I like see what more you're saying. Yeah, like more will be revealed, but like he has to give them an album. And maybe he did what 50 did back in the day when you know when um when the label wanted the next 50 album, he made them take the G Unit album first before you get the next 50 album. You gotta take the G Unit album. So maybe that, maybe maybe he signs, you know, that deal with Def Jam. He gives them their album that fulfills his contract, and then now they say, okay, cool. You want to drop the BSF compilation? Do that. You know, whatever whatever it is you got on your plate. But um, I was I was very impressed by this album. I'm always scared when my favorite artists drop new albums. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm always scared because I'm like, oh shit, like what are you doing this? Because I've been on here waving the flag for seven, eight years for Benny, and like now. You're gonna drop some shit that's 
you know what I mean? That's like not up to par. Like now I'm a little crazy because everybody going to be in my mentions and in my text. Like, oh, your man, Benny, he, oh, you ain't hear the album, you know, but I, but I did get that. I got some texts like, yo, you fuck with Tanner Talk 4? You know what I text them niggas back? Who do you think? The fuck do you think, nigga? What you mean? What do you, who, what do you mean? Do I, what? Like, bro, I, I feel like niggas just wanted me to, you know what I'm saying? Like, what you mean do I fuck with Tanner Talk 4? Nigga, is Benny on it? Then yes, nigga. Like, what the fuck is that simple? Like, I don't, I don't know what niggas want from me, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, and may I don't know. Am I biased? You do you think I'm biased? Maybe I'm biased because there's not one song on this album that I listened to and I was like, and, and I know we don't argue preference. We can't debate like what a nigga prefers. But like, if, but is there any song on this album where when you hear <clears throat> when you hear me say I like it, you like nah? Maybe this nigga biased. Like, is there one song on here? I don't think there's one song, but I definitely think you're biased when it comes to Benny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna keep it all the way real. I definitely think That's you're real. biased when it That's comes real. to the Benny. Um, but, <laughs> but I mean, it ain't like it ain't like you biased for somebody who's trash. Right, I was about to say it's not like I'm bugging. It's yeah, somebody okay, who's cool. nice. Okay, uh, cool. So yeah, yeah, your bias is just I'm biased. Yeah, I'm yeah, definitely yeah, biased. Yeah. I liked it before it came out, so I'm definitely biased. Like, what am I? What are we talking about here? Um, <laughs> I'm glad we got the album. I'm, I really am. I'm glad we got the album because we. I spent so many months last year tell, lying to you niggas, telling y'all that you know, yeah, Tanner Talk Four, like yeah, it's, it's gonna drop, whatever, whatever. And then it just didn't drop, you know. And um, but but I'm glad. Like I'm I'm glad that he that he waited and all of this. Um, I think me and you talked about this when the when the genius uh, doc dropped. I hope that we get more behind the scenes of like Griselda. That's what I want to see. That shit. I want to see Griselda from like the early days to like you know now and like beyond and all of that. Um, especially this because they they're teasing behind the scenes, uh, behind the scenes like uh, content doing tennis talk for you. Got Alchemist in there coaching Benny in the booth and telling them this, that, and third, whatever. And I'm sure Danger be on there, West Con, all that. Um, but yeah, this shit is this shit is fire, man. Like you, you know, y'all niggas knew what I y'all y'all knew. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I didn't, I couldn't get on Twitter and tell y'all. You know all of this shit, but damn dog, I you know I has I did have somebody ask me um this or ten to talk three, and I have to answer it. I can't I can't run away from this this uh question. I purchased ten to talk three. I purchased a physical copy of it. Like I bought it. You know what I'm saying? As soon as it came out, I bought it. I still got it in my room right now in plastic. <sighs> Man, it's tough. It's tough, dog. It's tough. Ten to talk three is a classic, easily like hands down. I'm not sure if I would be able to disrespect that album by just putting something else over it, at least not right now. So I'll say, come talk to me again in like six to eight months on that. So that's my answer. I, no, I can't. I can't put. I can't put this over Tenet. I just can't. I was disrespectful. I can't. Tenet Talk Three is, is is disrespectful, bro. It's disrespectful to say like, and I, and I don't even think Benny would be mad at that if somebody was like, and eh, I don't know if this ain't you know, because Tenet Talk Three is the one. He can tour that album for the rest of his fucking career and be a okay. It's the one. Um, Plugs I met as well. That's that's one of them ones too. That's the one that the streets love as well. So I, I can't be disrespectful, man. So I'm I'm gonna say um I'm gonna say no on that. But it doesn't mean that I don't that I don't think this album is incredible. I just told y'all niggas I like twelve out of twelve. Like come on now, let's. What are we What are we doing here? Like like what the fuck are we talking about? And I'm sure when that Pusha T album drop, I'm sure. That Jervis gonna come over here and say, no, nigga, spot the wax song. Spot one wax song on this shit, nigga. Tell me what song is not fire. He ain't gonna be as cool as I am. Yeah, I'm telling you, I know he ain't. If I get yeah. up here and say, I don't like them two, he gonna be nigga, what? What? Like, did you 
he, he, when you when you out here dropping albums of the year, it's a different ball. <laughs> when you actually drop the album, like I'm mad at that nigga, dog. Like, don't tell us, don't tease no album of the year shit and don't drop it. It's, uh, yeah. what's it? it's, it's two weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, it's coming, it's coming out, it's coming out. Um, we getting it this time. We getting to have Pharrell have Ye produce push the album. Um, which you know is is you know coincidence. Like I've been waiting on Benny with Derringer and Alchemist. You know now we getting push it with Pharrell and Ye. Like and that's just gonna be fucking. That just sounds like a masterpiece waiting to happen. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you know push is back out here. He he's back outside for sure. So <clears throat> the album's coming. So, um. Yeah, we're going to get right to that album when it dropped as well. But in the meantime, dog, yo, listen to that Lucky Day shit, man. If y'all have not checked out that Lucky Day album, oh, man. There's some fucking great R&B happening on that album, man. Shout out to Lucky Day because he's crept his way up into, like, one of my favorite artists. Like, when you talk about, like, top three, top five artists that I'm just looking forward to because I know it's going to be quality, Lucky Day is up there. Um, I think this album is probably going to be the one that... um really like solidifies him like he's a name now and people like him now they fuck with him now but i think after hearing this album right here like it's fucking it's, it's insane there's 17 songs um just under an hour which is perfect for you know you can go right from cleaning your crib up to chilling and you ain't gotta even change nothing like it's a it's a, it's a great fucking album man um yeah I, i'm gonna be bumping that that and, and benny shit you know what i'm saying it's, it's a crazy crazy switch up right there but yeah that's that's about it um yeah hey Keep on rating us, subscribing, reviewing, all that good shit. Tell a friend to tell a friend and all that, man. You know what I'm saying? Till the next time we out, man.